Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of the podcast called The Dictionary, the only podcast in the world where somebody is reading the entire dictionary. He is so weird. All right, the first word for this episode. Oh, you know what? Wait, there's a holiday. There's a holiday. It's a very, very important holiday today. What is it? I got to bring it up on my phone. It is called, um, it is Maha Shivaratri. Shivaratri. It is a Hindu holiday. Uh, I don't know what that is. I can click on this link. Um, this year, this, this, uh, last year, Hindu holiday. What is it? Uh, it's not a public holiday. Businesses have normal opening hours. Thank you for telling me. Do Are you going to tell me what it is? Nope. But I hope you have a very happy Maha Shivaratri. Uh, that was absolutely not meant to be making fun of it at all. I just remembered there was something on the 21st and I read it. And uh, I'm kind of curious uh, what that holiday is. But I'm not Hindu, so I don't know. All right, the first word is Bangkok. B-A-N-G-K-O-K. It is a noun from 1916. A hat woven of fine palm fiber in the Philippines. This is from, um, it means a fine straw. So maybe they used to use straw, a fine straw, to make these hats. Uh, it is, and they were made in Bangkok, Thailand. Next, we have bangle. It is a noun from 1787. One, a stiff, usually ornamental bracelet or anklet slipped on, uh, slipped or clasped on. A bangle. There was a band, were they in the 70s or the 80s, called the Bangles? Was it an all-women band? I think it was. And are they the ones who did Walk Like an Egyptian? Maybe. Or I am a terrible child who was uh, living in the 80s. Um... They probably wore a lot of bangly jewelry. Uh, number two, an ornamental disc that hangs loosely as on a bracelet. This is a Hindi word, uh, bangly, um, which is interesting because I just talked about a holiday, a Hindu, Hindi holiday. Hindi holiday. Ooh, that's a fun phrase. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think if you see images of people uh, from that, part of the world, uh, there is often a lot of sort of dangly bangly jewelry. Uh, so we probably just stole it from that. All right, next we have bang on two words. It's an adjective from 1936, chiefly British, and it means exactly correct or appropriate. You are bang on with that description of that thing you've said. Next we have bangs disease with a capital bay. B, bay, B. Uh, this is a noun from circa 1929 the synonym is brucellosis so the word cell is in there brucellosis specifically contagious abortion of cattle caused by a brucella and the scientific name is brucella abortus well i have no idea what this is about something about cattle uh killing cattle killing some something it is from bernard lf bang that was his last name. He died in 1932, and he was a Danish veterinarian. So I hope your cattle don't get bangs disease. Next, we have bang tail. So this was mentioned in the last episode when we were talking about bangs, uh, you know, the hair, the hairstyle. Uh, and that said that it was probably short for bang tail, which means short tail. And then here we have the actual definition uh, by the way, it's a noun from 1921, and it's a synonym. Uh, the synonym is racehorse. 
So I'm thinking that they would cut the tails of the horses short uh, because, again, here it says it's from bang tail, which means short tail. Uh, so they probably cut their tail short maybe for, you know, for some stupid racing purposes to, you know, oh, yeah, horse doesn't need its tail. I'm really hoping they just cut the hair short. But honestly, they probably cut the whole tail short knowing what people do to animals, which is ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, they probably were like, oh, well, this horse can go faster if I cut its tail. So I'm going to cut its tail and it's going to be called a bang tail. Enough about that. Next is bang up. There is a hyphen. It is an adjective from 1810, and it uh, the synonym is first rate, as in a bang up job. And next we have bang up again, but there is no hyphen. This is a verb from 1886, to cause extensive damage to. Like I banged up my car. Oh man, once... I saw my car, I was uh, at my parents' house, and the car was parked across the street and down a little bit, and I looked at the car from the porch, my parents' porch, and it looked exactly in the bumper like somebody had hit it. There was this huge dent. It must have been, I don't know, a foot wide or something, something like notice, noticeable from many, many feet away. I was like, who hit our car? How did we not hear that the car had been hit? And so I walked over there, and it turned out that it was just the way the light was hitting and lights lights and shadows were hitting and the curve of the bumper because it was right on the corner of the bumper. And I was like, who banged up my car? See, I'm so good at these. Uh, all right, next we have banny, B-A-N-I. It is the plural of the third form of the word ban. Uh, we read that a while ago. All right, next we have banish. This is a verb from the 14th century. Uh, it's just transitive. Uh, one, to require by authority to leave a country. We will banish you because you are a bandit. Number two, to drive out or remove from a home or place of usual resort or continuance. Number three, to clear away. Synonym is dispel, as in, his discovery banishes anxiety. And that is a quote from, this is an interesting first name. It's probably not their real first name. Stringfellow Bar. What if your name was Stringfellow? Uh, would you make somebody call you by your first name or your whole name all the time? I would never let somebody say Mr. Bar. I'd say, you have to call me by my full name, Stringfellow Bar. What's your middle name? Rainbow Dolphin? Uh, let's see. Banisher is a noun, and banishment is also a noun, and we have some synonym information. Banish, exile, deport, transport mean to remove by authority from a state or country. Banish implies compulsory removal from a country not necessarily one's own, as in banished for seditious activities. Exile may imply compulsory removal or an enforced or voluntary absence from one's own country, as in a writer who exiled himself for political reasons. Deport implies sending out of the country an alien who has illegally entered or whose presence is judged inimical to the public welfare, uh, as in illegal aliens will be deported. We are not going to get into a conversation about people who are in a country illegally. Transport 
implies sending a convicted criminal to an overseas penal colony, as in a convict who was transported to Australia. Well, that's a weird example, but I mean, it's a little bit too on the nose, don't you think? That supposedly uh, Britain transported all of their convicts to Australia, and those are the white people who then populated Australia, and who I think murdered probably and treated very badly all the Arab Aboriginal people. Oh, we're terrible. Um, okay, this, we're going to talk about some etymology. Uh, this is Middle English from Anglo-French, banis, which is a stem of banir, of Germanic origin, akin to the old high German banan, which means to command. And there's more at the word ban. Next, we have banister. One N or two Ns, it is a noun from 1641. One A, a handrail with its supporting posts. One B, synonym is handrail. Two, synonym is the number two definition for baluster. Uh, banistered with an ED is an adjective. Next we have banjax. B-A-N-J-A-X. It is a transitive verb from 1939. It is chiefly Irish. It's not something that we see usually in here. Synonyms are damage and ruin. Also, the synonym smash. Banjax. I really want to hear this in context. Uh, any of my Irish listeners, please uh, call my Google Voice number leave me a message using banjax in uh, the sentence and or you can also leave me an email or tweet me or something next we have banjo it is a noun from 1739 a musical instrument with a drum-like body a fretted neck and usually four or five strings which may be plucked or strummed and banjoist is a noun this it says this is probably of african origin Akin to the Kimbundu word, mum, uh, m sorry for my pronunciation. First of all, Kimbundu is K-I-M-B-U-N-D-U. And then the word is Mbanza. So it's M-B-A-N-Z-A. And that is a similar instrument to the banjo. So we probably stole their word. Um, let's see. What do I have to say about banjos? We'll talk about that later. Next, we have banjo clock. It is two words. It's a noun from 1903. A pendulum clock whose shape suggests a banjo. Um, I probably have seen these, but I had no idea they were called banjo clocks. Who decided that they were going to make a clock look like a... Wait, does the pendulum look like a banjo? Or the, does the clock look like a banjo? Whose shape? Pendulum? I think it's the banjo that... No, the pendulum that looks like a banjo, which I guess makes sense. Okay, now we are on the last word for this episode. It is the first form of bank, B-A-N-K. It is a noun from the 13th century. One, a mound, pile, or ridge raised above the surrounding level as 1A, a piled up mass of cloud or fog. 1B, an undersea elevation rising especially from the continental shelf. Uh, number two, the rising ground bordering a lake, river, or sea, or forming the edge of a cut or hollow. 3a, a steep slope as of a hill. 3b, the lateral inward tilt of a surface along a curve or of a vehicle as an airplane, 
when turning. Like when the airplane takes a hard turn to the left or the right, you'd say that they're banking. And number four, a protective protective or cushioning rim or piece. Um, the etymology says this is Middle English, probably of Scandinavian origin, akin to the Old Norse baki, B-A-K-K-I, which means bank, and it is akin to the Old English bank, B-E-N-C, which means bench. Uh, yeah, and there's more at the word bench. And that makes sense uh, when you're talking about bank in these terms, especially one and two. Uh, it's like it's kind of like a bench. There's a, a horizontal or a flat part, and then it goes down or up or both. So we are going to pick a banjo as the word of the episode. Um I I actually had a banjo for a little bit in high school. I think I don't I think it was maybe my great uncle had it and he didn't need it anymore or he wasn't going to play it or he was getting too old to play it or something. Uh and so we got it somehow. I really don't remember where we got it from exactly, but I got one. And I was tuning it probably right when I got it. I was trying to tune it and it was one of the five-string banjos, so there were the four tuning keys up at the end of the neck. And then the, the fifth one, maybe, I don't know how many of you know this, but the fifth tuning key is actually in the middle of the neck. So it's not with all the other ones, it's in the middle. And I was tuning, tuning, and I was turning the key and hitting the, the note, the string, and it didn't sound different. I'd turn it and hit it and turn it and hit it, and it wasn't sounding any different. Until all of a sudden, I turned it and the string popped and I had my arm over it. The string popped, and it smacked my exposed skin on the, my my forearm. And I don't know. It, I think it was actually the high string. I must have been plucking the wrong string because I think I was tightening the the high string. And the metal is so thin, uh, and it just like whipped through my arm. And I had a welt that was maybe an inch or two long for a while. That hurt so so bad uh i learned my lesson that day uh and i learned how to play a few chords on it only a few but it was enough to learn how to play the song wild thing wild thing i think i love you that song and i uh i had some short little presentation with a couple people in like a history or english class and uh we used the banjo for some reason and at the end of the presentation, somehow it came up that I could play the song. And so I played the song in front of my whole class. It was actually two classes combined. And it was we so it was a weird experience because I was not usually the type of person to be so extroverted like that and play a song in by myself, especially that song, in front of, you know, probably fifty people or something. Uh, it was just a really weird moment, um, and it was silly, but they liked it, I guess. Uh, but then we got rid of the banjo, we sold it, and we bought some drums. Uh, all right, that is the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I think I need a new sign-off, uh, because I feel like the one that I have is just sort of lame. But I'm going to say it anyway. Until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.